passage for today comes from Romans 15, verses 14 through 21. I myself am satisfied about you, my brothers, that you yourselves are full of goodness, filled with all knowledge, and able to instruct one another. But on some points I have written to you very boldly by way of reminder, because of the grace given me by God, to be a minister of Christ Jesus to the Gentiles in the priestly service of the gospel of God, so that the offering of the Gentiles may be acceptable, sanctified by the Holy Spirit. In Christ Jesus, then, I have reason to be proud of my work for God, for I will not venture to speak of anything except what Christ has accomplished through me to bring the Gentiles to obedience, by word and deed, by the power of signs and wonders, by the power of the Spirit of God, so that from Jerusalem and all the way around to Illyricum, I have fulfilled the ministry of the gospel of Christ. And thus, I make it my ambition to preach the gospel, not where Christ has already been named, lest I build on someone else's foundation, but as it is written, those who have never been told of him will see, and those who have never heard will understand. Lord, want to thank you, uh, Lord, for uh, who you are, Lord, and how you have us here today, Lord. Um, I ask you, Lord, that you would just come into this place, that you would open up our hearts to your word, open up our hearts to your, the Holy Spirit, Lord. Take away anything in us, Lord, that would hinder your spirit, Lord. Clear our minds, help us to focus on you, Clear my mind. Help me to focus on you, Lord. Let me be a mouthpiece for your word, Lord. Help me to decrease so that you may increase. In the name, Lord, we pray and we thank you. Amen. So the title is Unashamed. Unashamed. And as I was studying this text, I realized that the text reflects Romans 1.16. Here Paul says is that, here, it says that Paul is, is not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes. We, we have to remember that Romans hangs on Romans 1.16-17. Paul reminds us through this text, why he is unashamed and how we can be unashamed because of three things. We're going to look at three things. This is why we can be unashamed. The work, the work Christ has done, the work of the Holy Spirit, the promise through Scripture. Let's look at our first point. The work Christ has done. Paul here says, I myself, satisfied about you brothers, that you yourselves are full of goodness, filled with all knowledge, able to instruct, but, some of, but on some points I've written to you very boldly a reminder because the grace given to me by God. To be a minister of Christ Jesus to the Gentiles in the proofly service of the gospel of God so that the offering of the Gentiles may be acceptable, sanctified by the Holy Spirit. 
So Paul starts off this section of Scripture by discussing uh, 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 that he is satisfied with the complete work of the Gentiles. He mentions that they are full of kindness, goodness, generosity, and hospitality. He goes on to say that they are filled with knowledge. This means several things. They, they have discernment, which is you know, the gift of the Holy Spirit. They have wisdom. They are theologically solid, not easily swayed by uh, 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 any teaching or doctrine. They are able to admonish, teach, and counsel one another. They have become a mature body. Yet Paul reminds them of what they came from. See, if you remember what we learned throughout Romans, the Gentiles struggled with authority, they tussled with the Jews, and ridiculed the weaker Christians. Though they were like this, Paul has become priest-like for the Gentiles, offering them to Christ so that now they can be acceptable and sanctified by the Holy Spirit. This phrase, priestly service, is connected to the Old Testament priestly service. Their job was to bring animal sacrifices to the Lord to cleanse the sins of the people of Israel. Like the priests, Paul has presented them as a sacrifice to be cleansed or, or sanctified. Now the Gentiles are justified and made holy by the grace of God. They have become a mature body. They have a testimony of who they are. You know, I know I talk about Baltimore a lot. I, I lived there for seven years, and it really had an impact on my faith. Uh, you know, fortunately, I got the opportunity to hear several testimonies that have actually strengthened my faith in Christ. You know, by interacting with these people, you would never know that they came from such darkness. And it, it just, it really strengthened my faith in what Christ can actually do. And here's just a few testimonies. First is my, one of my friend, Paige, who is at the time, and I'm going to let you know, I, 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 these people know I'm using their names, so I'm not doing anything crazy. But first, my friend Paige, who at the time was our church accountant. Paige was also over the Young Life Girls Ministry called Gems. I remember her telling me a story, telling me, uh, you know, her testament before she came to Christ. She was once a, a kingpin's girlfriend. She used to count stacks of drug money that she mentioned would literally reach her waistline. One day I asked her, I said, were you afraid that somebody would take this money or somebody would, and she said, you know what, with this much money in your face, you felt invincible. No one could take it. And then she told me one day they were raided by a competitor. One of them tried to murder Paige, but the gun jammed. Instead, the shooter proceeded to beat her, figuring maybe that would kill her. She survived the ordeal and soon after left that lifestyle and gave her life to the Lord. She has changed the life of several young ladies in the Baltimore area. Next, one of my closest friends, Antoine. At the time, he was over the men's ministry called MOVA, Men of Valuable Actions. Several years 
before, Antoine was involved in various crimes around Baltimore. He went to prison for three years after shooting a man who luckily didn't die. He said while in prison, he was so afraid for his life that for three years, he slept with two sharpened pencils. After prison, he, he, he joined the Nation of Islam and for years, he hated and fought against Christianity. But later, of course, he became a believer. Antoine has changed and inspired several men around the Baltimore area and beyond. Antoine's famous saying is, the Lord who took me from an ex-con to an icon. Only the Lord can wield such power. Lastly was my good friend Rodell. Rodell was a, was a constant attendee at the men's Bible study. And when I met Rodell, he was the most modest, humbling, kind-hearted, gentle, yet strong man and husband you would ever know. He will tell you, he attributes everything that he has become to Christ. I remember even wanting to be a husband like Rodell. He respects and honors Christ so much that if you were being interrupted during church or Bible study, he would publicly shish you. I have seen him do it. But one thing about his past was Rodell was worse than Paige and Antoine. If you ever seen the movie American Gangster with Denzel Washington, well, Rodell was a Denzel Washington. At the drop of a dime, they all will tell you with passion and conviction in their heart how the work of Christ has changed their lives. What about us? Think about the work of Christ, what he has done in your life. How has, how has the work of Christ changed you? What has he done that couldn't be done? What has he changed that couldn't be changed? How has, your change, how has he changed your friends and family? So many of us are a walking testimony of the work of Christ or an eyewitness of someone else's testimony. Many of us can admit that we are not where we need to be, but we're not where we used to be. You were like, in the words of Ant my brother Antoine, you were an ex-con made into an icon. We were brought from evil to be full of goodness. We were brought from ignorance to be filled with knowledge. Paul has seen the Gentiles and, and who they were and who they are now. This is why he is unashamed. Are you unashamed today? And though Paul has put in the work, he doesn't give himself the credit for the Gentiles. Takes me to my next point. The work of the Holy Spirit says, verse 17, in Christ Jesus, then I have reason to be proud of my work God, for God. For I will not venture to speak of anything except what Christ has accomplished through me to bring the Gentiles uh, to obedience by word and deed, by the power of signs and wonders, but by, by the power of the Spirit of God, so that from Jerusalem to, uh, this, this, to, to Jerusalem, all the way around to, uh, this, this word always gets me. I've been trying to figure out the name of the city. Uh, uh, gosh, uh, 
I struggled with this city. I even put a pronunciation in my sermon. Uh, I, I like it. I like it. Ah, it's a tongue twister, guys. But I have fulfilled the ministry of the gospel of Christ. This is important. When you see by word, deed, power of signs and wonders. Paul is talking about the work that he has done. The work he has done. Word and deed are, are, are different sides of the coin. The word is, is the message, the, the gospel he preached. And, and the deed is, is him living out the word, though through, through love and hospitality, the practical living of this word. The signs are Paul baptizing, doing communion, pointing people to Christ. The wonders are the miracles that Paul has performed. And, and let, me, let me, you need to know something. The gospel message is no less a miracle. It is a, a miracle to preach, teach, and receive the gospel. If there's any brother that needs to put his feet up and relax, it is Paul. Yet, Paul here says the only rights he has to boast is in the work that Christ has done. No, no self-glorification, just straight humility. Every accomplishment that Paul did, he gives Christ all the credit. Paul says his word, deeds, signs, wonders, all have done by the power of the Holy Spirit. Now think about this, think about this. If you go back to verse 15, Paul says, because of grace given by God to be a minister of Jesus Christ to the Gentiles in the priestly service of the gospel. But Paul's ministry and calling in itself was by the grace of God. Remember who Paul was. He was a persecutor of Christians. And instead of Christ raining down judgment by, by grace, Christ uses him. Everything Paul is, what he has become, and what he has done is by the power of the Spirit, and Paul knows it. Because of his power, his mission to Jerusalem, and it, 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 this word here, uh, 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 oh, my tongue is, keeps twisting every time I try to pronounce this city. Somebody help me out. Illyricum, thank you. Oh my gosh, I'm so embarrassed. Illyricum, okay? Illyricum, from Jerusalem to Illyricum, his work has been fulfilled. The gospel artist, uh, LaShawn Pace, uh, told a story in one of her songs that she was performing. She, says, she said, somebody once asked her, how can a brown cow that eats green grass give you white milk? She responded, I don't know about that one. But one thing I do know, that I know that God's chemical laboratory of redemption took my black soul stained with sin and plunged me in red blood, the blood of Jesus, and I came out white as snow. What she's saying is there's some things she doesn't know, but what she does know is that it was the power of Christ that changed her. 
Paul knows that he knows the work that he has done was not done without the power of the Holy Spirit. What about you? You have to give credit where credit is due. Everything you are and, and, and what you are becoming and, and, and what is being done is by the power of the Holy Spirit. You see, some of us think it, it was my education that brought me through. It was my money that brought me through. It was my family values. It was my own righteousness, my good morals, my cultural identity, who I am is what brought me through. I'm telling you, it was none of that. It was none of that. By grace and mercy, it was the power of the Holy Spirit. It was the power of the Holy Spirit that gave you to ability to love those who would never love you or you, those you would never love. It was the power of the Holy Spirit that allowed you to live when you should have been dead. It was the power of the Holy Spirit that gives you the ability to sit down and converse with people who hate you because of your skin tone. You got to give credit where credit is due. It was the power of the Holy Spirit that gave you the confidence to preach, to teach, and to sing his praise. It was the power of the Holy Spirit that saved you at your last moments of ending your life. It was the power of the Holy Spirit that gave you the value, the purpose, and the identity when it was stolen or violated. It was the power of the Holy Spirit that pulled you out of your, that will pull you out and is pulling you out of your current issues, problems, and obstacles. It is the power of the Holy Spirit that saved you, predestined you, justified you, adopted you, loved you, and made you his own. The power of Christ through the Holy Spirit can do what is impossible to man. And that is another reason why Paul is unashamed. Are you unashamed today? But there is another reason that drives his unashamed ambition. This takes you to my final point. He says, and thus I make it my ambition to preach the gospel, not where Christ has already been named, lest I build on someone else's foundation. But as it is written, those who have never been told of him will see, and those who have never heard will understand. Paul is all unashamed. His ambition to preach Christ uh, uh, where there is no Christ. I, now, I just learned this, but, but this, is, this is pretty important. Paul quotes from Isaiah 52, 13, this last part, those who have never been told. He quotes from Isaiah because he believes in the promise of Scripture. What scripture is telling him, look at the text. It says, those who never have been told will see. Those who have never heard will understand, will see, will understand. This is a definitive promise. He has a very high view of scripture because it promises the redemption of all things that are broken. With that, we must put all trust in Christ because he promises redemption. This is why we meditate on God's word day and night, so that our faith in Christ can be solidified. Everything in our lives is so inconsistent. Everything is so inconsistent. Even the most reliable thing, including a person, will have some kind of inconsistency. And for the most part, we put our heart 
and our soul into so many inconsistent things in our lives. When those people who and those things do not measure up to our standard, we fall apart. We fall apart. We even times blame Christ for it. But the Bible says that he changes not. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. It, is, it also says that he is not like man, that he should lie. How many of you have ever been lied to? The word of God is consistent and will fulfill redemption. We can stand tall. We can walk tall. And we can be bold about the gospel of Christ. Are we willing to go to those places and people who don't know the Lord, who, who are stuck in darkness, who, who, who do not know his love, who do not know his grace, who do not know his mercy, those who are drowning, those who we think are beyond redemption, they can be redeemed. We have to know that when we put our trust in all these other things, they'll fall apart. All of them will fall apart. All, the Bible says all these things will pass away, but my word will never pass away. We can be all unashamed. We know that we know because of the work of Christ, the work of the Holy Spirit, and the promise through Scripture. We can be unashamed because the gospel is the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes. Are you unashamed today? Let's pray. Lord, we want to thank you, Lord. We ask you, Lord, that you would change our hearts to be unashamed for the gospel, that we would give our whole self to you spite of what anybody thinks and what anybody would say, that we would let people know that we are unashamed, that we believe that the gospel can change the life, can change our country, can change our people, can change our attitudes, can change our mentality, Lord. Help us to believe that through looking at what you have done, through looking at the ultimate power of the Holy Spirit and what he has done, Lord, by helping us to, by bringing us back to and helping us and bringing us back to scripture, Lord. In your name, Lord, we pray and we thank you. Amen.